0: It's been a while. <laughs> uh it was stained, right? Do you remember that?
1: Wasn't that stained? My yeah. first my first was Creed, but you're right, it was probably something else.
0: Yeah, well probably the way I was doing it was more Creed. But like <laughs> it's my been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. I remember uh I had I actually bought that album. Alright, I was stained? Like, yeah, I was sixteen folks, okay. <laughs> We all made mistakes when we were sixteen. We yeah. all bought we all have a Limp Biscuit album in our in our history somewhere. Um, I
1: had the Aaron Carter album.
0: Oh really? That's your <laughs> that's yeah. your hidden shame. Yeah,
1: to be fair, I was probably more like eleven when the Aaron Carter album came out. But yeah. Not only did I have it, but I liked it.
0: <laughs> well I was I mean, some of my first my first records are not not good. Like I, I bought the Lighthouse Families album.
1: Lighthouse families, I don't know
0: that. I only know Sylvanian uh, families. Sylvanian families. families. Uh, no, uh, the Lighthouse family were this duo of British uh, musicians. Okay. And it was a black guy and a white guy. Uh, the black guy sang. And uh, he had this real kind of like... Squeaky voice, and Hmm. not squeaky, but it was like, Hi, no, no, it was kind of like he kind of sang in the back of my voice.
1: Oh, yeah, like a Kermit the Frogs kind of situation. Yeah,
0: and so one of their songs was like lifted, yeah, like we could be lifted from the shadows. (laughs) Lifted, <laughs> and they were real like elevator music guys like they were totally like dull and like middle of the road like so middle of the road they almost don't appear in the road anymore <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I got one of their albums that's adorable did you like them it was a good album like there was Aww. some of the songs were nice uh, I also had well I'm not I'm not ashamed of this one because I still think, I think it stood the test of time but I bought All Saints first album. Do you remember All Saints? Did they not make it to like you know the? You
1: know me though. I might if it's a deep cut. I just might not if they if they have one hit. I might know it and then I won't.
0: well. They were there were a girl band. Oh. And they were kind of like just a year or two after uh, girl uh, girl Spice uh, uh, Spice Girls. <laughs> And um, Give me a song. they had well, they had that one where it started with like it was uh, never ever it was called, and it was that one where it started with someone like saying really bad poetry. This is like you know oh what I oh, God I wish because I, I if someone started the first line I could quote a, never a, a hon- it. Never ever. He says yeah, never ever have ever felt so low. Never ever
1: i kind of know now that you say it
0: i'm gonna to try to find the lyrics because
1: were they british
0: they were very much british yeah uh oh this is a, a few questions that i need to know how you could ever hurt me so i need to know what i've done wrong and how long it's been going on <laughs> and like it goes on it's like it's really it's a really long like w- awkward poetry reading at the oh, start of the song man. Oh, Yeah. Uh, never, yeah yeah But yeah, I I, I bought All Saints' album. It had a terrible, terrible cover of Under the Bridge, Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, thing. And the the thing that really stands out to me about that one is that they had a music video for it where they were supposed to be in this, like, really tall skyscraper-type building, right? And the middle of the floor had been, like, destroyed and it went, like, all the way down. Like, there was, like, you know, but uh, there was a weird logic that nobody saw the problem in. in that there was no walls underneath them. So they were sitting in the hole in like their 50 floor apartment building uh, and they're sitting with their legs dangling over the side but there's no, there's nothing holding the building (laughs) up that high. So you just see ground below them and I'm like, well, what's holding your fucking floor up? Um, But yeah, that was always a weird thing. Um, But yeah, uh, that was one of my early bad album choices.
1: Sounds trippy.
0: Uh, well, I mean, the music video the was video, the song is. wasn't. Yeah, it was just a really bad, like again, kind of middle of the road cover of Under the Bridge. I
1: probably like that though. It's. I mean, it was a like really good song. It's a good so.
0: song, but How like it does. Up? It does seem like a slight bastardization of okay. it. Like you know. Uh, but yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I just played a lot of really shitty albums when I was a kid because I was just like I was incredibly emotional. Really. Yeah, I was like a really like sensitive kid.
1: Emotional how? Like,
0: would you, like, want to, like, emotional how? <laughs> <laughs> you basically asked me, did
1: I cry a lot? Yeah! Like, <laughs> did, like did you want to listen to music and have a good cry? Like, because I think music means different things to, to different people. And so it's rare, like, mu- yeah. I guess when I was really young, I never used music to get out bad emotions. It was more like party or. Well, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, what about you? Like, have you? Do you use music to help you release emotions you're already having? Do you use music to like shift your emotion?
0: Uh, a bit of both, I would say. Yeah. Um. I mean, less and less so these days. These days, I just kind of want to, like, you know. Bop. <laughs>
1: These days and a dream of a dream. I live in a world You
0: don't oh, know yeah. that song. No, I do, I do. It's <laughs> take that. It's take that. Yeah, it you took me a second you
1: introduced me to that song. And that song always makes me think of you, and I love that song.
0: Um, but uh yeah, and I'll say you, like when I was a teenager I was very like I was hormonal. Yeah. Very hormonal. Yeah. And so I had massive like like emotional swings and shit like that. And so uh
1: But you don't cry much now, did Oh no,
0: you? I I cried a lot until I was about uh 12 and then it just stopped so just
1: when you were a kid kid yeah yeah
0: and then it stopped from there so kind of when I hit my teens it just stopped and like I don't think I cried again until my late 20s like at all
1: like I've I've seen you shed tears maybe once
0: well I mean like I think you've missed it once or twice when we're watching a movie that it's happened. But now yeah, it'll be it'll happen now if I'm watching a good movie or something like that. Like, but the time
1: I've seen you properly shed tears, we were watching not a movie, but it was like a clip of Jim Henson's yeah. memorial service or his funeral. Yeah, his memorial yeah. service, yeah. yeah. It was
0: like uh, and that's like that gets me every time. Yeah. Like I'll watch that and I will blubber. Um but uh, yeah, I mean that's the that's kind of like
1: But I've never seen you cry about real life.
0: No, and I haven't really I got close to it, I got a little bit teary-eyed when like I had the whole breakup before I met you, but like, okay. um, that was probably the closest I've gotten in real life since I was twelve.
1: That's crazy to me. It was
0: crazy to me too. I I genuinely like it was a very strange shift uh, to go from being a very emotional kid to like kind of being an unemotional teenager.
1: I guess, I I wonder, I think that's a very male thing. I wonder if it's conditioning, biology, or my guess would be it's a little bit of both. Because the rise in testosterone, I think maybe, and I'm talking a bit out of my ass here, yeah. but maybe balances out the estrogen and that, that's less so. Because those, all of those hormones do affect your emotions. And around 12, you were maybe becoming a man and that could have changed. It would be a
0: while before any really manly stuff would start happening with my body. <laughs> but uh, Well, yeah, no, but I definitely, I started processing things more through anger. Okay. And that was the thing. Instead of getting upset and crying, I would just get angry. But that's and very testosterone. Yeah, exactly. You know,
1: and okay, so you you know me now, and I'm very emotional. I yes. cry a lot. It's very normal for me. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't like that at all when I was a teenager. Like I was I was much 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 more stoic. Really, until my freshman year of college, when I did my acting training, when we were forced to open up. Yeah. Before that, I was much more stoic than I am now.
0: But I could I can imagine that I can see that happening yeah yeah cause like I mean I do I always felt like that it was your kind of acting training that kind of made you more in touch with your feelings mm. um and which always makes me laugh when I'm always kind of like you know you're like oh anybody can be taught to how to cry and I'm like I don't know if that's true oh like, of
1: course they can I don't know if
0: that's true cause you have to be you have to be open To doing that training. And that's the thing. You went into it wanting to get the most out of it. Right. Whereas if I went into it, I'd be like, this is dumb. And it probably wouldn't have worked for me.
1: But if you really wanted to be an actor, you wouldn't think it was dumb. Well, I
0: don't know. I mean, I enjoy acting, and I think some of that stuff is dumb. Like, still, so, like, what kind know. of stuff
1: do you think is dumb?
0: Uh, a lot of, I mean, we you you've I mean, you're, you've even talked to me about it a little bit sometimes because we've both done a lot of like workshops, and we've both done lots of oh, like kind well, of like.
1: I mean, there are a lot of workshops that I think are dumb, but like,
0: yeah. <laughs> So a lot of that, a lot of that sort of stuff. But where training you're, like, that
1: really gets to you in touch with your emotions, I don't think is dumb. Well, some of it, I do.
0: Yeah, and I probably wouldn't have had to done the the. I've never. No, I have. I 100% haven't yeah. done any of the, like, intensive training that you've done. But, like, I've done a lot of, shot like, you know, acting exercises that's supposed to get you in touch with your emotions. Really?
1: Like, what? Like, what have you done that's supposed to... Because I'm... Well,
0: I mean, I could be I could be guessing it's supposed to get me in you touch with You might be. You know what I mean? But all that sort of stuff where you're supposed to imagine yourself in a situation where, like, a family member dies or something like that. Yeah. But this doesn't work for me because... I can't really imagine it, like you know, and 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 tap into that because a it hasn't happened to me, so I don't know what that feeling is, mm. uh, and b like, it, you know, if I imagine a family member dying, it is a kind of a numb feeling that I get. Totally. I don't, I don't get actual feelings coming up from it. So me
1: neither, and and that's and that's a psychological block. That's a like I don't want to go there. So for me, like my and this is maybe different from different actors, but like. My entryway into a character who's suffering is always empathy. And it's it's right. maybe... Yeah, it's and it's not imagining my own life. It's not thinking about something in my own life. There are certain acting techniques that ask you to do that, but I don't agree with that. I don't really think that's right. I don't think you should be using your own life. I think you use your own self just because that's you, because you're an actor and you are your instrument. Like, the right. super or whatever. But I don't agree with, like, using your own experience.
0: So, the, is, like, because method actors, they're trying to create a new experience that's their own. Isn't that right? Like, in the sense of they're trying to, like, live in that character. Yeah,
1: yeah, like a super me- like a method, because it depends. When you say method actor, that could mean a lot of different things. But the kind of method actors we think of, like Daniel Day-Lewis or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's living as the character and is creating his experiences that way which I think is a bit mad and I think you know mm. if you have a really good craft it's probably unnecessary right. but uh, the yeah. immortal
0: words of Laurence Olivier just act right just try acting yeah <laughs> Um, what was that about? Was it, like, just act like you're cold or something like that? I think it was kind of someone was saying, like, you know, like, oh, but, like, it's so warm in here, how am I going to pretend that I'm cold or whatever? And he's like, well, act like you're cold. I yeah,
1: think. I don't remember that. It's something like that. Whatever. I remember. Yeah, I think he just tells someone to, like, try acting, which is very true, because, like, that's, but that's, that's part of it to me. Like, if you're just... Like, using... If you're just sitting there thinking about your dead dog in a scene, like, that doesn't... That means you're not present to the scene, and then you're not present to other people. Right. Which I think is important for acting, also. Uh,
0: Well, speaking of acting... Yeah. We just finished an acting excursion.
1: We did. Hence
0: why we disappeared for about a month there. Yeah,
1: because we were very busy with work, and then also this acting excursion on top yeah. of that. Yeah. Uh,
0: so uh, we me I meant to try and get our director Dave McGowan in for an interview. Oh. Um, but it, we just it was we just so were mental. Just really mental. We were burnt down. We were very busy. Um, so uh, yeah, so let's tell our listeners what our like our last month has been essentially. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so we've been working on an excellent play, which I have a lot of love for, called "She Kills Monsters," which is over now. Which is over now, uh, and I think we have talked about it on here, though. We, oh, we, we did. We mentioned, we mentioned we
0: mentioned it was happening. And but stuff yeah, like
1: that. so last week we had six performances in five days. Yeah, and it was this this amateur theater group, No Drama, which is where we met. Mm. It was this theater group's best selling play ever, so that was really fun, but. Yeah, the experience for me was, I mean, it it was great, of course. Doing it was great. But in terms of, like, the shows themselves and just the acting element of it, sometimes I walked away feeling good and sometimes I walked away feeling not so good.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing, and it's kind of... We were talking different nights because it was basically the Friday and Saturday night I think we basically found pretty difficult.
1: That was for me and it was interesting to see how different people felt different ways but when I, the Friday night, the Friday night was horrible for me. I really hated the Friday night. I hated almost everything about it. And I didn't even know who was there. Actually, I knew a couple of my friends from college were there. But other than that I didn't know and they definitely weren't the people giving me these feelings but I had a feeling and it started very very early on I had a feeling that the audience were against me and I couldn't shake that feeling the whole time Mm. and that was me and of course i thought it was me and i thought it was in my head but then when i went back the next day and talked to a lot of other cast members a lot of other people felt the same thing like without naming names a lot of people even used that i felt they were against me or i felt they didn't like me yeah so that's interesting to me i wonder how much of that is energy i wonder if there was a judgmental vibe in the room i don't know yeah
0: because i i have to be honest because like early that morning me and you were having a couple of arguments that's true yeah so i when you kind of told me afterwards that you just couldn't get into it i was worried it was because you were preoccupied with the Mm -hmm. argument that we had which i I, for the record i actually don't even remember what that argument was about so obviously it wasn't that fucking important Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah i was just like convinced that oh shit maybe like you know our argument caused you to not be in the play headspace wise
1: well i think i was well i mean first of all like that couldn't be on you anyway like that would be on me i think i was in a weird headspace but it seemed like a lot of people were it wasn't just that it was it was like a third show slump kind of because the first show fourth
0: show slump third we did tuesday wednesday thursday
1: oh oh you're right friday Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah, it would have been a fourth show slump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm not counting Tuesday. I guess I'm thinking of Tuesday still as our dress rehearsal, right. even though it wasn't really, but we didn't get a dress rehearsal. But even though a couple of things went wrong on Tuesday, the audience had a fucking great energy. Yeah. And then it felt like it was building from there. Like, I felt like Wednesday, it was like the audience had a great energy and we were on top of our game. Right. And then Tuesday, it was the biggest audience yet, which was great. You know, two people Wednesday. gave a standing. Thursday, sorry.
0: Wednesday. Sorry, Thursday, yeah. Thursday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Two people
1: gave a standing ovation, Durf. big audience once again. they Like, it was good. And it was almost like, oh, it's probably not going to... Like, I, I even had that in my head after Thursday. I was like, it's not going to get better than this. And I actually think it didn't. I think Thursday night was the no, best No, I don't, yeah. I and did, I remember, I, it did I didn't say it out loud, but I remember thinking, it's not going to get better. <laughs> uh, and it didn't. <laughs> and I was right. <laughs> but I did, like, the Sunday matinee, which your parents came to, I liked a lot. So yeah. I Thursday was my favorite show. Uh, Friday was by Friday was my least favorite show, and I didn't like Saturday very much either.
0: Yeah, so we kind of had a good first half and a, and a okay second. Half. Yeah, because we still had good crowds and people still seemed to be into it. But like a lot of the cast members were, some of us weren't feeling it, or you know we felt that the audience were a little bit hard to kind of get round to our side. What was I found interesting about the Sunday? Uh, sorry, the the Saturday matinee show. Um, was that we had a couple of kids in the front row. Yeah. Um, and that was interesting for me because like, you know, it was, it, the play was, uh, well, it had a lot of sad elements and then, you know, at the end I usually had a couple of people crying. Um, it was a very body, oh, like yeah. sex-based almost comedy. A
1: lot of sex jokes.
0: Um, and you know, I curse a lot in mm. A lot uh, of sex jokes
1: coming from you, yeah. A lot of
0: sex jokes coming from me and stuff. And so, um it was interesting then to have the kids in the front row and and we weren't expecting them to be there because we had basically warned the parents like you know this is an over a 13 show at the very least right there's going to be sex jokes and things like that and they were their parents were cool with it and so my reaction should have been probably well if they're cool with it cool and just do what i normally do but um i kind of sense i I self-censored myself Mm -hmm. and and changed a couple lines like on the fly
1: they worked so well they worked Don't out okay think?
0: yeah so there was one line where i suppose we we come across a gelatinous cube who's like this big evil squared cube of jello and uh i tell the, everybody in the room that i would fuck it because right. it looks nice and slick um and so uh i didn't know what i was gonna say leading up to it but i thought i'd say something a bit different and and i ended up saying you know what i'd date it uh, and I still got a laugh and that
1: got a huge laugh and then and then you still said what it might feel good it's slick and so yeah. then that was like you can fill in the blank if you know what, what you're talking about you right know? exactly yeah um, so I thought that worked really really well and to me that well because I'd heard the other line a million times so to me the idea of you dating the cube was actually funnier than the idea of you finding yeah. the cube like me I actually, going actually a, thought like was, a candlelight dinner
0: I, with yeah.
1: a um... I actually thought that was funnier <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah so that was kind of just interesting this is because we were even backstage because it's a very busy play very quick play a lot of quick changes in it Uh, so we don't have much time to chat behind stage but when everyone kind of noticed the kids we were all very quickly saying to each other like what are we going to do are you going to like cut out your cursing like what are we going to say and everyone had different takes on it and there was no right or wrong way to do because what do you do in that scenario but uh, I just remember uh, I just remember because there wasn't any curse lines really that had come up until uh, one of our castmates Tanya she had a, a scene where she plays a forest fairy and she's like really like rude and, and right and she's rude. like very
1: cute and pretty but then and then she's like just mean as hell and
0: yeah and yeah. like and then when Tanya just started going like I'm not Mary fucking Robinson am yeah. I and it's like <laughs> fucking here and fucking there and I was like oh Jesus alright alright we're going for it uh, so that was fun just to see people's reactions to it as well I thought that was interesting um, but yeah but uh, like, I mean that's it the play week the play week was probably like partially the easiest week that we had because like the, the run up to it you know there was a lot of rehearsing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Even though it was only two days a week or whatever, it mixed in with what kind of just our lives were. Well, the we time. were
1: both super busy because you were in you were in work with your normal you know forty hour a week schedule, and then plus that you had tons of homework because you were studying. Yeah, her, so like, I basically. I was
0: I was learning how to give tours. Uh, and I was learning a bunch of shit about Irish whiskey because yeah. I had to basically become this like expert in the whiskey for to, to give these tours uh, and then uh, which is I like, folks if you don't if you know anything about me I, I never drank whiskey before in my life <laughs> up until a couple of weeks ago but uh, now look at Jim impressing, now I've had impressing
1: like, the bartenders with your whiskey orders now you are
0: yeah it, oh it's funny so yeah so I've learned I've tried like 15 different whiskeys like since starting this job because I've had to like learn about it and uh, as a result, I kind of have started to develop, like, favourites. And uh, one of them is called Powers, which is the name of the, the Irish whiskey company Powers. John's Lane is the kind of the, the expression, so to speak, of the whiskey. John's Lane. Wait, what? Uh, well, so does... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So I've been taught... the
1: expression?
0: <laughs> no, I've been taught all these stupid whiskey terms. Okay. Well, I don't even know if it's whiskey terms. It's corporate speak, really. Right. It's marketing speak. Right. So I've been taught all this marketing speak, and they want to say, instead of saying, like, different, like, whiskey flavors, oh. I've been taught to say whiskey expressions.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so the brand is Powers, and then the...
0: The flavor of the Powers right. is John's Lane. Wait,
1: what would a normal person... What would you call that? Like, the brand is... There's, there's the brand is there's Coke. A, a more normal and the way version to say this is the Coke version. Zero. Yeah, okay, expression I guess is their game because there's not really a standardized normal word to use for this. Okay, so the expression is John's Lane.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and it's quite nice, whiskey. So when we went out for the cast party after our final show with Kill She Kills Monsters, um we were in a pub and I'm the type of person who will have a couple of pints, but after that I kinda get full of pints and I'd like to yeah. move on to shorts if I can. And so when I was there, I saw that they had like a whole bunch of Jameson behind the counter. And I was just like, oh, well, you know, that's where I work. So I was like, take a look at these different things. And um, I was like, oh, they got a really big selection here. And then I see that they had uh, Paris John's Lane, which is my favorite. And I, but it was hard to tell because the label, the words aren't very clear in it. Cause they're kind of written very small. Mm. So I asked the barman like, oh, is that like Paris John's Lane? And his eyes lit up <laughs> like it was fucking like, it's like he was like stuck in a, in a factory closing boxes and then, some, and then someone suddenly like put a, like a cupcake on his factory line yeah. and he was just like, Oh, this is not a box.
1: So you were his cupcake with I was just like, seeing boxes. I guess
0: so. But uh, yeah. And then, then, so I said to him like, Oh yeah, great. That's it. Yeah. I'm going to order it on my next round. Cause I'd already ordered a pint from him um and then uh when i come back it was i got a different bar bar person it was a bar lady barmaid i don't know what the terms are anymore i would uh, just say a
1: bartender bartender
0: but... yeah well see bartender seems very american to me yeah because uh, bar he, woman bar person i'm gonna go with yeah uh, bar attendant
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was called a bar woman at slattery's that's what, how they were i just
0: feel like that feels very viking to me bar i like
1: that though Bring me i, another I drink. liked that
0: Uh, But I had her serve me and I said like, you know, hey, can I get a a glass of Paris Jones Lane? And then I ordered a a, a Jameson Black Barrel for you and... uh you know, these are slightly deviations from the normal what people yeah. would normally uh, of whiskey so she was very like oh, so you know I've been looking around and I can't find a proper whiskey glass anywhere we don't seem to have any right now I'm really sorry is one of these glasses <laughs> okay I'm a whiskey drinker myself and Aww. if someone handed me one of these like glasses I'd throw it back at them oh my god and I was just kind of like, your sound? Like, don't worry about it. And she's like, yeah, I'm very, very sorry. And here he goes. And so I was like, okay, I was like, okay, like, barmen seem to, like, really dig it if you... Now, obviously, that was these barmen. I'm sure there are barmen who don't give a fuck yeah. about their job.
1: Yeah, I'm sure.
0: Uh, but these guys seem to be into what they were doing if you seem to know what you were talking about yeah. anyway. So that was kind of funny to, to interact with. Uh, that night
1: yeah to see how you get treated when you order a cool whiskey
0: did you notice a difference between the two of them when I gave them to you Uh,
1: I did I did I remember thinking I actually liked yours better
0: okay yeah that's right you remember you said that to me um, we'll do, we'll, someday we'll, when I have money again. God knows when that we'll is. We'll do a whiskey tasting on We'll here? do a whiskey tasting. <gasps> can yeah. We do that when
1: Anthony and Barrett are here. That would be so fun. Well, there's, I
0: mean, there's a whiskey tasting in my job that we can bring you into. So we can do a bit of that as well. But yeah. But um, we should do
1: a whiskey tasting on here.
0: Okay. Like when you're saying on here, Darcy's just pointing to the table that <laughs> our microphone is on. I've been on the on.
1: podcast. Oh, on the
0: podcast? Yeah, oh, that would be fun. Because I was just
1: thinking when Anthony and Barrett are here, we should have them on.
0: Okay. I'll, tr- I'll try and like. Like do I'll try and teach you as much as I know that I've been taught. After we've
1: after we've learned a bit, yeah.
0: Uh, But yeah,
1: yeah, but back to that Friday show. So like it was so we had yeah we had had an argument or two that morning i would say i think
0: you had two sounds about yeah. right
1: <laughs> and um yeah and who knows like i was obviously already in a very weird emotional state who knows why but it, i was already weird and I, that contributed I, to us having the arguments but yeah. of course then it doesn't the arguments don't help and I had cried a lot that day. Yeah. And then when it came to the moment in the play where I like to cry, it didn't really happen. It didn't flow as naturally as it usually does. Yeah. And that, of course, doesn't feel good either. Um, and so that's an interesting thing, too, just talking about emotions and, and getting them opened up. Like, Like, I've had, like, people... Be like how, like be like, how do you do that? Like, do you just think of something sad? And it's like, no, that's like not what I do at all. Yeah. but also, I remember when I was in acting school, we had we were doing this one class on like soap opera acting, and a soap opera actress came in, and she said that she had been doing it for so many years working on soap operas that for her, making herself cry was literally like pushing a button. Mm. Like she could just push a button and do it. I can't do that. I would love to be able to do that. I absolutely can't. I need to. Of course, you f- I had to feel my way through something, and then once that's there, I have to craft what's happening in the performance in a certain way to allow that to happen. Yeah. Um, and so when it doesn't happen the way that I want it to, it's really upsetting because it means that like my project has failed like what I well, set like, out to happen didn't happen
0: but that's the thing but on the night like you were still if I remember rightly you still cried during that scene or at least you still like showed that you were very upset and...
1: yeah but I didn't have tears streaming down my face
0: but it's funny how much, like, how hard you are on yourself when not, it comes but, to but that. That's, though, but
1: that's the thing. It's if you're crafting a performance, you you know what you want to happen, and then you just need to go through it and have these buttons pushed in the right way. But the fact that it didn't happen to me showed how in my head I was, and that I wasn't really there, and I wasn't experiencing it. I wasn't seeing Aaron come in and and like living through that moment because I was so caught up in. Oh, I hope... Oh, I feel like I I feel like I didn't... So much did land in this performance. Let me at least land this moment. And because I was thinking that,
0: right, I didn't. Yeah, you weren't in it. Yeah. It's funny, because I, I had so many different pressures on me in the show. Because yeah. for me, it was pretty much all about, like, can I get the laughs that I right. need to get? Um, and that's something that you don't know until you say the line. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know whether or not you're giving the performance that you want... I don't know until I get the reaction from the yeah. audience if I'm actually giving the performance that I want to a certain degree. Because mm. there's times where I'll say like, because you 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 probably noticed like through most pro- most performances, I was doing things a little bit different. Yeah. Most nights, which is probably some director's fucking nightmare that I'm always kind of like playing with it and changing oh, it a little I don't bit. Think
1: so.
0: Um. But especially when it's comedy, I feel like you have to try and keep it fresh, and you yeah. have to try different things.
1: Yeah, of course you have to try different things and see what works but the other weird thing about comedy is that different audiences just laugh at different things like you might not change what you did but the audience reaction but there
0: were some things that always got a big laugh one thing was like sex jokes sex jokes always got a big laugh in the show like if you if you know basically she took you took her to a fucking dungeon yeah uh that always got. although i think there was one performance where that didn't get a great laugh Uh, also as well, like, um, the shitting on Sligo jokes always got huge laughs. So the the play was set in Sligo. For anyone who doesn't know any of our American listeners, Sligo is like this real small kind of country town, um, towards the north of Ireland, and, uh... It's, you know, it's always been a bit of a, it's not a redneck place, but it's always been a bit of like a middle of nowhere sort of like country, place. real, country. real rural, rural, rural,
1: and I did a brilliant Sligo accent in this place. Yeah, wanna, right. Do you want to hear my Sligo accent? Yeah, do it, do it. Hi, I'm Agnes. <laughs> I'm from Sligo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, yeah, mine was just like even more dubbed than usual, so, you know, what can we say about that one, but... um, What was I saying?
1: You were saying how the the oh yeah, Sligo jokes, yeah.
0: So like oh like so there's a joke in the play then because it was set there uh, about like how you should be married as a character, um, Mm -hmm. and you're like, but I'm only twenty four, and then your your sister in the in the show says like yeah, but twenty four in Sligo time is like really old. It's
1: like geriatric.
0: Yeah, and it got. Probably the biggest laugh every night.
1: Jessie had a great line reading on that, too. Like, let's give yeah. credit where credit is due. Oh, like, yeah. She had a fantastic, leg. Like, she's like, it's like geriatric. Like, she had just had a really good line reading on it, too.
0: Yeah, but it was just, it was just, we, like, we were always laughing from the wings. Because yeah. we were always kind of backstage at that point, just, like, looking at each other, waiting to see the big laugh of the guy. And we were, like, we're, and we always just heard her and goes, people just fucking hate Sligo, I guess. <laughs> um but yeah so uh so that, that's it folks i mean like this is our first this is our first sunday that we've had nothing to do together uh in four months
1: it has been four months yeah oh yeah so i mean it's probably the first day off like properly full off, day nothing. off no rehearsals nothing that
0: we both had in four months yeah together yeah. like so um so that's why uh it has been Slow in the podcast front, and I think we, I feel, I feel like we've been apologizing for it like every podcast for the last four months as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully, we this means that now that those projects are out of the way, we can get a slightly more normal schedule going um i also
1: have a new oh sorry you, go you, you know you go 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 go, go. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I have a new podcast dropping is that what we call but it <laughs> did,
0: but didn't but didn't we say that on the last podcast did we? we did yes.
1: well evan still has yet to figure out Podbean. by the way he wants <laughs> to know if you have any tips or like good tutorials you can send him uh i mean i'm laughing but like i'm not the one fucking doing it he's doing it uh so yeah that we'll has, fi- hasn't we'll dropped f- yet i'll let you know when it's actually
0: out. after this after we've, we've recorded two this. episodes Okay, yeah. when we finish recording this, I'll have a conversation with them uh, and see what you can do. Thank you. Um, but we, ha- we have a bit of a, uh, you know, uh, a few events coming up in the sense of, so we're, ne- we're halfway through July. Then Jesus. Then we have August. And at the end of August, we have two conventions that we're doing. I like um, how you
1: say we, because cuz I'm doing this. Well, you're coming with me
0: on <laughs> them. You're coming with me. with me to both of them. Yeah. So you're going to be like you're going to be there with me. Um so I'm 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 a guest at DragonCon again this year Yay! in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Labor Day weekend, I'm uh, the so first weekend excited. of September. This is going to be Darcy's first, first ever time. time.
1: I'm so excited. And is
0: there, it's also your first time ever going to a proper like convention convention. It is,
1: and I have a question for you, man. I wanted to ask you before we started recording, but I'll just ask you now. Um, okay, so I was just, like, looking up what everyone's wearing to this thing. I want to cosplay my own characters. Like, I want to cosplay Cher Horowitz. Paddy Prendergast. Paddy Prendergast. My original characters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oopsie, oopsie. oopsie,
1: What's on muffed It Up again? No, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean I wanted to podcast my original characters, although I wouldn't put it past me to do something like that. <laughs> I meant, I want to, like, I want to do characters that I know and love. I don't, because I'm not a comic book fan. I'm but a that's sci-fi fine. Million... It's okay if I just do Carrie Bradshaw and like and um Cheryl Blossom and Cher Horowitz. That's what I want to do.
0: Yeah. Well, put it this way. You you probably will find someone else in like a clueless or like or really? Riverdale outfit. Okay,
1: clueless and Riverdale. I think Carrie Bradshaw is a little bit weird for it, but I have Maybe. this tutu and I need to fucking wear it. That's
0: fine. That's fine. Okay. Do your thing, girl. Yeah. But honestly, there are so many people at Dragon Con in costumes, and I have no fucking clue what they're wearing. Okay. I don't even. Believe at it anymore and anybody who goes there won't blink at it either also I'm
1: just in an outfit exactly yeah. okay I'm just in an outfit you'll probably a of people in outfits. you'll
0: probably have someone come up and mislabel your outfit like they might go like cool Steven Universe costume or whatever and like just smile and nod like do you know what okay. I mean but uh you'll probably also get like people looking to take photographs with you a lot too because you're a hot woman in an outfit so I mean oh thank you <laughs> thanks but for just,
1: saying I'm in an outfit but just
0: be careful there's some there's creeps there's a lot of creeps at these shows real creeps real creeps at these shows um and uh that's something hopefully you won't experience but pretty much every girl that's gone there has experienced it in some way shape or form so uh, that's something that we'll probably talk about uh, when we get uh closer to it mm. or when we record our dragon cons uh, special um but yeah we have that coming and then at the end of september we're going to thought bubble uk um i'm going to be tabling there again this year with whatever comics i can get together in time for it
1: and i'm just excited to go to england i've never been to England. you've never
0: been to england you're going to leeds of all places i have no first. interest
1: in going to london the only thing that ever made london look appealing to me at all was the no frauds video that is london what? Nicki minaj that is London isn't I don't it? know
0: that video I don't think
1: uh, no you know we were watching it the other day oh
0: I wasn't paying attention oh that I'm well. pretty sure that's London I mean is this just one where Nicki Minaj is like in a kind of bikini the whole time and, well like, yeah there? but like in
1: London yeah but like
0: <laughs> the background wasn't what I was getting, catching my attention at the time
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> you encourage my I attraction do, to I do. I, I do encourage this. that's very true uh,
0: but yeah so uh, so we have those coming up so that's going to be that's going to make this podcast a little bit interesting because we have some kind of cool different things for you to see and for us to talk about uh, but hopefully as well coming up to those I'm going to be able to gather a few more interviews um, along the way too so they'll be coming on this podcast network in the near future um, in the meantime uh, we'll say goodbye uh El
1: sweet Za Tschüss choose hello wait can you just interview Dave on on Aaron fever talks to and just like talk about the experience
0: Well I was I was going to try and do it before the the the, the play to kind of promote the play yeah. but I guess uh yeah I can I can do a retrospective on it with him that would be nice both of us. yeah well-, <laughs> well is it sometimes you know it's a little bit more awkward Then because I can't ask him like so who was the worst to work with? <laughs> you know uh, but I suppose I'm in the fucking play too so it doesn't make it any fucking easier alright folks yeah enjoy yourselves uh, and in the meantime keep keep it crunchy. crunchy yeah that's right